Yes, my people. So, welcome back to another Physique Podcast episode. As you can see, or if you are listening, we are joined by no no other than Kai Yusuf. Hello, Kai, say hello. How's it going, guys? Pleasure to be on. So, obviously, I wanted to use today's episode just as a little bit of a chin line, to be fair, because me and Kai are are very close, to be fair, obviously been around here for the past three, four days. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of use this as an opportunity just to just literally have a chat with everyone, you know? Give our kind of experiences and, and views on a few things, and if you take something from it, just message us if you want a bit more further advice, and that's how we're going to play by play it by ear today, you know. So, first of all, just give people an update man, on what you've been doing. You know, obviously you're uh, you're, you're prepping for a show. Talk to people about what you uh, what you've got coming up. Yeah, so next weekend um, I've decided to take a move from classic physique to junior bodybuilding, um, which for me was just quite quite an easy decision to be fair because. I was trying to push my body to be a shape and a look that it didn't really want to be because luckily I know I've got good genetics, it just wanted to grow. So I just let that happen um, and I'm just going to have some fun in junior bodybuilding for the next few years. No, There's no pro card or anything like that in my mind, it's just a case of I'm back in love with bodybuilding. I had some shit going on last year um, which, which stressed me out and did set me back a little bit. but. We're back. Um, my love for bodybuilding's always been there, and to train hard and heavy again without the stress of having to make weight is just so much, so much better. So I've come down to obviously um, up to Sheffield this week, so I could complete my two-week out to peak week point, um, just around the right people, of being around you, being around the right energy, which makes it a lot easier. So yeah, PCA Universe next weekend, Saturday, Sunday, junior bodybuilding. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I'll certainly be tuning into that. I won't be there myself, but I'll definitely be getting the live stream, 100%. Now, obviously, I know you spoke about your love for bodybuilding. I want to kind of just go back on that. So, where, when did you really kind of feel like you first fell in love with bodybuilding? For me, probably after the first gym session. When <laughs> when I was 16 and I, and I went to the gym for the first time with my dad, um, he literally put me for a three and a half hour full body workout. Showed me how to use every Pretty machine. Hard. Every machine in the gym. He was like, let me just show you how to do a few things. Like chat forward, that Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he absolutely killed me off. And he was like, yeah, you can't go to the gym every day. And the next day, I was in agony. My first mm-hmm. ever session on full body. And then that was it. The next day, I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I couldn't drive. I couldn't get to the gym. Um, I rang my mate. I knew I went to the gym with you. I was like, can I come to the gym with you? He was like, you started going to the gym? I was like, yeah, yeah. one day. I was like, So we had to go with a whip option, uh, yeah. and that was it, man. I think 
as soon as I started seeing changes in my body after about a month, I had a solid six pack and I was feeling good in myself. And yeah. it was the first time I'd ever been comfortable in my own body to actually have a top off in public and mm. not look like a scrawny little shit. And I think for me, it was that point when I realized I'd found a passion, um, luckily at a young age, but I think it's just, more than anything, it just taught me discipline. Um, because yeah. I realized how hard it is to fucking make progress and to build muscle. Yeah. And as someone that's starting off bodybuilding at 52 kilos, I'll probably be on stage at around 84 next week. Yeah. So I've only been bodybuilding five years. Yeah, because you're um, 20, 21 in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, so I'm only 20, but I done my first, like, I mean, I made progress quick because I got obsessed. So I went into the gym, I started training. I didn't really know what I was doing, obviously, for the first month. I was just arm day every day, arm and abs. And that was it, I had, no, I had nothing else other than when I got a pull-up bar on the door and started doing 100 pull-ups a day. Yeah. It's funny what I can, uh, I can thank for my, for my back development, but I think it was just a case of finding something that finally made me feel good about myself. You know? I just got addicted with it, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's to be fair, that's, I think that's how a lot of people get into it, don't they? they they first of all get into it and then they get as soon as they get hooked with the progression, as soon as they get hooked with the the way that it makes you feel. And it gives you a new sense of life, you know. From a from a personal perspective, I very much am a different person for going to the gym. You know, it's, it, it unlocks charisma, it unlocks confidence like no other activity that I've ever done has. Like I've done my team sports, I've done my individual sports, like but bodybuilding gives you that different sense of purpose because it is all on you, isn't it? You know, like you have to get up and do the work. You have to eat the meals. And if there's no one there spoon feeding you, you know what I mean? Um, and the main thing is obviously making sure that you're consistent with that. And obviously, like you said, the, the results always will show for themselves. I think, and that's and that's the great thing about about bodybuilding is that you can say whatever you want. Your physique is a direct reflection and, and a direct result of the decision that you make over a sustained period of time. Listen, at the end of the day. The only one thing you cannot buy in life, unless you get extortionate amounts of plastic surgery, and you probably have to go through a crazy amount Kim of pain. Done it, bro. <laughs> you probably have to go through a crazy amount of pain. But the only one thing you cannot buy um, is a body, and that a, a good body, and yeah. that, that is something which takes hard work. And when someone sees that you're in shape and you've built muscle, that just represents you as a person from the first impression. Is that person must be disciplined, dedicated. And accountable to themselves to have built that muscle yeah. because it's fucking hard and people that have tried it know how hard it is but i think if you want to give yourself a sense of direction in life bodybuilding is an amazing way to start yeah. by teaching you to to be strict on yourself and to always be chasing progression in another step forward yeah I, do you know what as well like because me and you're quite similar like we don't we don't let it consume us either you know i'm very much a case of You've spent a long time, you've spent a bit of time around me. Like, I try and switch off from bodybuilding as much yeah. as I can. You know, I don't watch any YouTube videos that are bodybuilding related. I don't follow any YouTube, uh, follow any bodybuilders on on YouTube or on Instagram really. Because a few people that Kai have said to me, oh, do you know who this guy's in like, Not a fucking clue. Like, and he's still, we're talking like high level pros here, you know? Like, and, and for me, I think it's really important that you don't have to be obsessed to make results. You know, I think a lot of people have seen the likes of like AJ and trained by JP and, and think that's the only way to go about it. But in reality, like, look at us. Yeah. I, I'll use us as a perfect example to that in terms of, I'm very relaxed, you know, I like to switch off from bodybuilding at the very earliest, earliest opportunity during my day. 
you know, obviously you've seen that as well. Like I go in and train, I make sure I do my meals at a certain time, but that's it for me. Like I like to then switch off, watch the football, watch the boxing, watch the snooker. I will try and distract myself in not only not even distract myself, but just invest my time into something else because yeah, I don't want really to consume it, you know. It's just personal preference in the like, mm. don't get me wrong, I love bodybuilding, bodybuilding's a passion. It's aspects of it, yeah. Yeah, bodybuilding's a passion, but I think if you let it consume you too much and you get sucked into the social media side of things, one of the things which I live by is obviously comparison is the number one thing for joy. And if you start looking at other people's bodies all the time, you're going to start feeling shit about your own. But at the end of the day, the only thing in your control and the only thing that matters is your own progression. I don't look at other people and think, oh, I wish I looked like that. Because different genetics, different body, different metabolic rate, different central nervous system, everything's different. Mm. And each individual is, is going to be completely different. So everyone's circumstances will vary. But I think, like... For myself, I will never be completely 365, ain't what about bodybuilding, don't go out, don't socialize. That's not me, listen, I'm a 20 year old kid at the end of the day. I, I, I say kid because mm. I basically still am. And I am, I live life. I won't lie to you, I'll go IB for this year. I'm going to Barcelona. Well, I did it last year. I went, to, I went to Portugal, I went to Croatia, I went to Belgium, yeah. I went to Dubai, all within the same five month period. And the thing is you can still progress. Yeah. whilst you're doing these things yeah. and people don't realise that because they get scared and they can't the thing is that just comes down to discipline if you can't live life as yeah. well as bodybuild then just bodybuild fair enough that's down to you but I think for me in my opinion especially for younger a healthy balance is, is crucial because when I prep I prep and that's it I'm focused on the show yeah, you know, but really post show I think yeah. I like to enjoy myself and spend time with family because I won't like the last few weeks of prep, I'm a miserable cunt, I've got a short temper, I've got, I'm snappy, I'm tired, I'm moody, and at the end of the day, you've got to understand as well that you can be a fucking headache to be around people when you're on prep. So it's very important that you give back to people and you're not that miserable cunt all year round, because then that is who you think you become. Yeah, I You've got, that's just my opinion. Don't get me wrong. If you want to be a bodybuilder 365 days a year and that's the only thing you want to do and pursue, fair enough. If that's what makes you happy, but that don't make me happy. Mm. For me, I enjoy going out for, for nice fancy restaurants on the weekend, my cheat meals. I enjoy going and playing a bit of football. My mates over Astro and mm. like I wish I could do, play. Doing, yeah, yeah, like do, doing normal things. Like I don't, yeah. I don't ever want to be like. I'll, I'll never be an open bodybuilder, I'll never be one of these monstrous guys. Like, I just go to the gym every day, I have fun, I love lifting heavy, mm. and I, I, I love the, the endorphin release I get post-workout, yeah. and as a result of that, I'm growing muscle over time. I don't rush it, like over the last five years, like I say, I've had times where I've took time away from bodybuilding, I've just trained, I've been, I've gone to the gym and just ticked myself over and maintained. I've not always been, like shows, show dates in mind and things like that. Like I'll just, I'm quite an impulsive person. Like yeah. I weren't even going to compete this year. I was only prepping for the holiday, which is a week after the shot. And mm. oh fuck it, um, do you know what? I'm going to get in shape for holiday. I might as well Jump get on. on stage and prep for the show so that I'm in better shape for holiday. So that that was the goal this year. But I mean, at the end of the day. It's not a chore to me, I enjoy it. I get up every day, I go do my fast cardio, I come home, I work, I do what I do, I train, I crack on with it, and I enjoy the process. I don't 
feel like, oh, fucking hell, I've got to go and cardio, oh, I've got to train. Because if you feel like that, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't force yourself to do it. I feel like a lot of people, they feel like they need to be bodybuilders, and it's like, there's a lot of different ways to attack it. You know, I don't think, I don't think there's really one sort of fixed way, and that's, that's why I wanted to kind of do this podcast, because you can see from our perspective and our approaches that, you don't have to lock yourself away 365 days a year, like bringing your Tupperware to fucking family meals and... Bro, well, that's what happens though, isn't it? That's what I mean, listen, thing. at the end of the day, if you want to do that thing, I'm not going to judge you for it, but a lot of my... Bro, I am. Fuck that, bro. And then off, if you're off-season, bro... Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about off-season, yeah. bro. Prep, prep, right? Prep's let, different. Let, prep's let me different. clarify the thing about prep, yeah. Obviously, I'm in this right now. I'm, I am more than happy once every two years, which I think is the right amount, by the way, once every two years, locking myself away for 16 weeks. And that 16-week period is when I am absolutely bodybuilding, but that's 16 weeks out of a 24-month period, right? So, like you said... I think, personally, when you look at the bigger picture of how minuscule our existence of life is on this earth, that if you are just going to, for the whole time that you are alive, be a bodybuilder and eat chicken and rice every day, and not go and socialise and live your life, you regret it later on in life. I'm not gonna lie, you, you, you will regret it. If you cook chicken and rice and nice it back, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, or you put a nice little bit of seasoning oh, yeah. on the back still, you know what I'm saying? Chicken, chicken shish, bit of rice, yeah, chicken, cheese, chicken sauce, sauce, yeah, bang, day cola. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think a healthy balance 100%. is like definitely needed. 100%. I think I think it's really important to make sure that you obviously live the life that you want to live around because especially with our particular situation being online coaches obviously we have the facility to kind of have that freedom and we don't have to really work to anyone's particular schedule so i think when you're in off season as well particularly one thing i want people to understand and take home like you actually want to try and make more of an effort to stress yourself out less and the more you consume yourself with the same thing the less release you're going to get and it's not so so much about letting bodybuilding stress you out it's about actually letting something else come in and allow you to distract you from the process and that's why i'm so heavily into my sports bro you know like yeah obviously i watch what I'll, I'll end up watching a formula one over this weekend you know football this weekend uh, there's a lot of things that i'm looking forward to yeah. other than training like I'm not, i haven't even thought about my training session today yet because i know we've got, got some work to do we had the, the the podcast to do etc you know so um, i think it's really important obviously having that organization around the process is important but making sure that you fit other things around it so you get breaks. Because imagine imagine if we were full throttle with our coaching all the time. You'd burn out. And I think you can, I genuinely think bodybuilders suffer from burnout. All the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because like the bodybuilders that are balls to the wall every single day and don't really rest enough and they don't do anything else but bodybuilding mm. will hit a point where they plateau because their body's so fucked and exhausted, they can't physically recover, they are tired all the time and they're like, if I push harder, then I'll push through it. And it's, that's not the case. And I think in many people's situations, it's very crucial to back off for a certain period of the year. Like for me, over Christmas, I train three, four times a week maybe, um, because I think it's very important that I'm not competing around Christmas. I don't have shows coming up at the start of the year. I'll compete around summertime usually. Yeah. And when I do prep, this prep's only been 10 weeks, but I've got, I, I do short preps because I can luckily for myself but i think whether whatever prep you're going to do if that's 12 16 20 weeks as long as when you do finally put a show date down 
you are dedicated, you are committed, and you go 110. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't think, oh, I'm doing this for Instagram, and I'm just gonna post all my meals every day and show everyone that I'm full time bodybuilder because they'll think I'm cool. Because you'll just get sick of it, and I'm not being funny. At the end of the day, if that burning passion isn't there, then you're just you're not gonna get the most out of it. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of summer, bro, obviously you're going on in yeah. Can't wait. Talk to me. Where are you going? Barcelona. 21st, Barcelona. Twenty first birthday. Um, doing Barca. Smoking and chilling. Now we gotta gotta see the uh, last last game of the season at the Camp Nou. Um, obviously, visit a few of the cafes out there. Loads of there's loads of historic like right, there's lots of cat cafes. Yeah, I don't like cafes. There's loads of cafes. Loads, loads of cafes. Loads of places to see. Loads of places to go. Obviously, COVID's fucking messed up my last few holidays. Out, but we've done last two years, so obviously I've not not been away for a while. So I think I've planned this. I don't. I've not confirmed if I'm going to do a show after PCA um, this year because I don't want to put that pressure on myself. I'm going to do the shows next week, Saturday, Sunday, compete qualify our finals and then it's my 21st birthday on the 17th two days after 21st 27th got a holiday i think post-show holidays or a post-show break is crucial like, mm. you need it so i'm going to take a bit of time off see how i feel speak to jace um and then maybe set some plans for later in the year maybe not but i never put pressure on myself um even with the shows that i do do i i end them a little bit later to make sure that i'm going to be ready and things like that um but it's just yeah, I'm looking forward to the little break. It's, it's important to break in, break things up, especially with competition breaks. It's so intense. Yeah, talking about breaks, bro. Obviously, like I like to travel the world. Give me your top five destinations of where you are going. Talk to me, bro. So I'm more of a. Are you more of a city break guy? No way, I don't. Or are you a hot? No. Are you a summer vibe? I'm a summer beach vibe guy. I mean, I'd rather be in a fucking tropical jungle in the middle of nowhere. So life. like Mexico. Yeah, right, so for me, on the next sort of two years, five places that I'm gonna visit mm. are California, yeah, Fifi Islands, yeah, um, in Philippines because it looks incredible, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bora Bora, yeah, again, bro, Bora Bora is so pain. tropical, those are the sorts of places that I want to visit, yeah, yeah, uh, Dubai, I've not yet been to Dubai, obviously, I know it's that's a city break, but I think. Not not city break because it was the fucking middle of the desert. It's one of it's one of them ones in the middle. Yeah, right? it's not like you just want to go see the lifestyle a little bit. Um, so many places I want to go, bro. Honestly, but that. then I mean, other than that, it's free, man. I've got, got I've got California. Yeah, you said that one. Fifi Island, Bora Dubai. Give me a European place. Obviously, you get Barcelona. Got Barcelona coming up. Uh, I've not thought too much about it to be fair. It's a good question, isn't it? Don't yeah. Throw it off, cut you off guard. Yeah. I need to book a few more holidays. Um, no, I do want to go like a skiing holiday. I've never done a skiing holiday. Oh, you joking, yeah. like French Alps or whatever. I'll end up fucking twisting my ankle. I don't want to bust a kneecap, bro. <laughs> you think me skiing, bro? Imagine if I'm in off season as well. Fuck that, bro, because you've got to walk up the bloody snow hills. Or, cause I'm scared of heights, bro. I'm, I'm genuinely scared of heights, bro. So, you see me on those ski slopes, I'm fucked, bro. I'm oh, shitting no, my I pants. love heights because yeah, I'm short sure as fuck. So, the higher, yeah, I'm going skiing, the higher I can get off the ground, the cooler. Bro. Nah, 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 that's, 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 that's not the attitude, bro. Because if you fall, <laughs> if you're 250 pounds, yeah, or if you're like me in off season, 280 pounds, 
and you fall, bro. You don't need a lot of distance to die, you know what I'm saying? 285 hits the floor yeah. hard. Listen, I'm only here once, I'm willing to take a risk. But yeah, man, obviously, like, in terms of, in terms of going on in front, That's why I coach as well. The main reason why I coach and do yeah. online service is so that I can pick it up with my laptop and go wherever I want in the world and have that freedom. Do you feel like a lot of people do that enough? No. Because I feel like, you know, the whole online coaching thing is massively, like, glorified. But realistically, how many people do you actually see using it for that benefit? <coughs> Only the successful ones. So I mean, it's very uh, difficult. Yeah. To, it's it's very hard to see. Only the successful ones, because I think coaching has become such a, a saturated industry of late that more coaches are interested in trying to make it look like they're living a lifestyle that they're they're balling as such, as opposed to providing a good service. So where so many of so many other people have seen others come into the industry, achieve financial freedom. Um, and start sort of living that life which they dictate for themselves. They sort of see it as a quick money making scheme. And yeah. these days, I mean, <laughs> everyone's next door neighbours, aunties, cats becoming a fucking online coach. You know what I mean, why? And it's like you need to take a step back and assess and evaluate whether is coaching gonna be the, the route for yourself, and do you have a passion? genuinely want to change people's lives yeah. or are you just trying to make some quick easy money where you can work for yourself and sell a few plans online i mean at the end of the day in the long term if it's not a passion you won't be able to stick to it yeah and that's why i feel i think we're going to go through that like within the next two years i think a lot of people are going to fall off because i think it's just not going to be sustainable to just call yourself an online coach even, the last, even the last 18 months bro yeah. from uh, a lot of people lockdown, were coaches are yeah a lot, a lot of a lot of the coaches that popped up in lockdowns um doing some fucking home workouts <laughs> make them back doing nine to five yeah. and the reason being is i've i've said this before and i'll say it again if you don't pursue a passion you won't be able to sustain it long term my, my own experience from that was becoming a stockbroker uh, <laughs> this is so shallow. I actually Googled the three highest paying jobs um, when I was 16 years old. But you know what it is with that? Yeah. The three highest paying jobs, they're all things that you have to put a work in for. No one here, I'm going to give you anything. Yeah, and I, I, put, I Googled what's the three highest paying jobs because yeah. I thought, right, money, happiness, surely. And it's not, it's not the answer. And it was like stockbroker, professional athlete, um, or like a, a high level doctor. Um, surgeon. Uh, I couldn't do that because I only lasted like two days at six form. But I mean, <laughs> in terms of stockbroking, I can talk, I can sell. So I went up to city, I started broking, and then that's when I realised that money doesn't buy happiness because I got a four grand paycheck at 17 years old and I was numb. And I was like, yeah, it didn't really feel much. I was expecting like confetti and yeah. wow, I just made four grand at 17, and I was like, it done nothing for me and that's when I realised I didn't actually enjoy what I was doing it wasn't going to be what I wanted to pursue long term because yeah. I was then sat at a desk struggling to get my meals in and it was diverting my attention from wanting to pursue my bodybuilding career and yeah people would say I was crazy for leaving the job at the time but I just I just fucked up and left I didn't even give them no notice I just didn't come back I, just, yeah. I got paid one day the next month after that, um, and I just, I, I just didn't. I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stop lying to myself. I'm going to stop chasing money, 
um, and I'm going to pursue a passion. And then that's when I went down the route of personal training. Mm. I started um, privately going to people's homes, training them out of like gyms and things like that in the local area. A lot of people got gyms in Essex. Um, at home, shop, and then yeah, so it's Gary gyms, yeah, quite like doing. Um, and then I just started PTing people, and I was like, after the session, oh, thank you, man, I feel great, yeah, really good. Yeah. And I was like, you know what makes me feel good? Making other people feel good. And that's when the penny dropped, and I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So then I quit all. I quit obviously all the stockbroking. I wasn't working at the city anymore, which was quite a secure position for me at that age. Mm. And I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go for it. And I had nothing behind me. I had when I signed up to the business mentorship course um, for Jason Rock, I remember having like 82 pounds in my bank account. And I, I messaged Jason and asked how much it was. And he said it's two grand, um, you gotta pay thousand pounds or eight hundred pounds deposit or something like that, or whatever it was. And I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I don't know what I'm going to do, mm. but I'm going to do it. And I went on Facebook and I was like, any work, anything anyone needs done, whether it's labouring, whatever it was, man, I was going, cutting people's grass, like, I, I was helping out, doing any job. And then I, I went to work with my dad for a bit, helping out with the clothing business, just to save up enough money because I knew what I wanted to do. Mm. And then I, I got a scrape together enough money um, at that age, at 18, to pay the the deposit for the course, sign up for the course, and then as I was on the course, I started earning money from coaching, yeah, 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 yeah. basic fundamentals. So I didn't want to start coaching until I'd got advice off professionals and I knew how to properly write diet plans and properly write training plans because I didn't want to just start, boom, I'm an online coach. And yeah. I'm going to, like, what do you prove? Show me what you know and what you've learned and what you've educated yourself on first before you started coaching people. So I made sure I'd done that first so that I was uh, reputable and I had something to back me up. I'd done my level two and three PT, um, anatomy, physiology and nutrition exams. And I made sure that I studied that. I'd done it intensely over like a four week period every day, but I made sure I got all that under my belt first. And then from that point, I just worked like an absolute dog. And then two months after I started the coaching business, um, went into lockdown, first lockdown. Yeah. And then, uh, to be fair, the business started thriving because everyone's at home struggling mentally and they didn't know what to do. And I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to start doing live workouts every morning and giving people something to tune in with so they can they can feel a part of something just for free. And I just started doing live workouts on my story, and then I done a home transformation challenge, um, which ended up getting like 50 people on it. And I was just uh, I was helping people out with training at home and making them feel good throughout the lockdown, which was a hard enough period it was. And from then, mate, I was just helping people feel good about themselves, which obviously isn't the opposite of how I felt about myself for so long and not being happy with my own body. Because I could relate and I knew what it felt like to not be happy in your own body, for me, the pleasure and the feeling that gave me to give that client that feeling of feeling good and comfortable within their own skin was way more than a four grand paycheck. Um, and different, different kind of feeling. It's, it? Yeah, it is. And I think once you can get to that point of finding a passion, just pursue it. Don't fucking quit. It don't matter. Like so many times I've thought my bank account's gone down to zero and I'm like, fuck it, back to work. We're doing a night shift. And yeah. you sit there, you update the systems, you build new documents, 
you, you start educating and learning more and more and more because if it means enough to you, you just won't stop until it works. And eventually, the penny dropped and everything started to click. Um, and I've been lucky enough to work with over 200 clients since I started the business. And going into becoming 21 years old, I'm just excited for the future and lucky that I, not lucky because I've done many, many jobs um, before I've ended up pursuing coaching. I worked in catering, food, wait, uh, waitering, barbering, broking. I mean, I worked with horses for some point in time. Yeah. Um, I've worked in manual labor, I worked in fashion, uh, I've worked in Forex. And it was like, it took me a while, don't get me wrong, and I had many, many failures. And this is what people don't realize. They think, all right, I'm gonna sit down tonight and try and discover my passion. Yeah, and that's a really good point. <laughs> you, know, you, need to, you need to go and try and find it, right? You, don't, you might not know. You've got to make sure that, I think one of the things that you just said there, touch upon, I can use from my experience from university, like, the reason why I know now, or I found out when I was like 21, that I wanted to do what I wanted to do with online coaching coaching was because I dipped my toes in so many different scenarios, was in so many different situations, that that built the character, that built the the basis of my knowledge to go, well, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. I, I've, I've tried about 15 other things. And then once something clicks, because you've then also tried everything else, you go, right, this is a different type of thing. It's a, de it's a, it's a, it's it's a deeper meaning. Man. Yeah, and it's, and it's, that can't, you can't, I don't, I genuinely, genuinely believe that you can't do that by doing something once or twice. Like, you need to make sure that everything gets, you kind of do the rounds, and you do the rounds, and you, you dip your toes in as many things as possible. It's like with birds, bro, like, like the amount of fucking birds that we've been with, right? Not to like, obviously brag about it, but we know now what we want. Yeah. That's a very simple analogy, right? Yeah. Because, we, because we spent so much time around so many different personalities, and obviously spent so much time with different females, like, we know what we want from a female. It's the same situation with coaching, like, because we've done X, Y, Z with different jobs, obviously I've done door work, I've done catering, I've worked in cafes, I've managed Pizza Express, all this sort of stuff. Like once you then find something that you click with, you go, wow, okay, this is a thing that I have never experienced. Yeah. This is like no other. I'm gonna pursue this. It's daunting though. It is daunting trying to find a passion because you're like, what the fuck do I want to do? And, and I think that, that period of your life, when my opinion, 16 to 20 is the hardest because you don't know what you're gonna do. You don't know what the future holds. A lot holds. of people just go uni, don't they? A lot, yeah, a lot of people just do it for the easy life, so they Show don't have it. to discover that yet. But for me, I mean, I, as someone that I've believed for so long, I went back to sixth form thinking I was gonna do level two and three. No, I don't know what, I can't remember, but it was like some sort of sports B-Tech. And I went back on the first day after spending the first summer that I'd ever been training. And the first comment I get was, oh, what, and you're a big man now, you've been training over the summer, no one's gonna say nothing to you. And I was like, you know what, fuck this. I refuse to be around these sorts of people that are gonna just beat me down every single day for trying to better myself. And that's when I went into the world, the big fucking world at 16 years old and started working. And it weren't easy, it was hard. And I won't lie to you, it was scary at times because when I got my first job at the city, it took me 54 job applications to get a response. Mm. Um, ironically, two Turkish brothers from a fine wine broken floor. My brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a job. big man upstairs looking after me. Really and put, put me on the right path and they, they took me on and gave me my first ever proper job. Um, and I remember my first day at work, it took me an hour and a half to get there because I got on the wrong train. I've never got on a train on, on my own in my life. 
and it was it, it was daunting, very daunting at times. But I think you just got to go for it. You just got to go for it and try and you just got to know that I don't know how, but I will. Mm. And whether that means you're gonna pursue whatever career path you pursue, mm. you just know that you'll make it in the end. It's having that belief in yourself, isn't it? I think I'm not, I think a lot of that comes from just trusting your own aptitude. It's all mental. And I, I, luckily, from a young age, I discovered personal development. And I think too many young people um, just think that I just keep ticking over in life and everything will fall into place. And it won't. It can't. It can't. How do you expect that to happen? It's impossible. You're not just going to wake up one day with, go with a million quid in your bank account. You have to go out there, grind, hustle, and you can just get used to failing. Don't, don't beat yourself up for failing, because every failure is a lesson of how not to do something, and then just go again, go again, go again. Don't get, every time you get knocked down, get back up, you're stronger, because you faced another failure. But that's all becomes, that all starts from within your mindset. Mm. At the end of the day, I always tell myself, I'm special, and I'm, I don't think I'm better than anyone else, but I know there's something special about me, because- And the special I, one. I, you just gotta refuse to quit, man. If you refuse to quit, you're special because you are resilient. And if you are someone that physically will not fucking quit, no matter what happens, you're a dangerous individual. No one can stop you. 100% right. I think um, going back to what you said about the personal development side of things, like, it's about understanding that that's not gonna be easy. Why should that be easy? Like, you have to put yourself in the deep end. Like, you can't, you're never gonna learn how to swim in the shallow end, are you? No. Like, but the, the, you, have to, you have to actually take away your, you kind of almost have to take away your anchor, you know? You have to take away that very thing that is kind of keeping you in the same place. And it's scary, bro. Like, I took myself away from home at a very young age. And the reason the reason why I have lived on my own now so easy and moved locations so many times is because I'm used to being on my own. Yeah. And I'm, it's a decision I made, but at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't have been in the position that I'm so comfortable with now if I didn't do it from such an early age. Because I never got it right first time. When I went to university, bro, I didn't have my shit on lock for the first three years of university. I nearly got kicked out of university because I fucking took pictures of drugs and filmed someone bloody snorting some cocaine up their nose. And I nearly got kicked out. And right. that was when I was like, man, I've got some shit out. I think as well, you will get to a certain point in your life when you just get sick of your own shit. And you're not happy with where you are. And I think that was when I started looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, right, what the fuck are you actually doing with your life? Yeah. And I think once you can have that- You've got to have that conversation. If you can have, if you can have that conversation with yourself, with and you can sit down and say, right, I'm just going to ask myself this question out loud. And you sit, you just start. sit on your bed and you say, what things, what people, and what bad habits are stopping me from becoming the person I can become? You don't even have to think about it. The little voice in your head will be screaming straight mm -hmm. away. And then you'll be like, right, okay, you know what needs to be done, and then that's down to you then to then take action. But I think, listen, you're gonna you're gonna face many obstacles, you're gonna face many failures. But at the end of the day, if you refuse to quit, who's gonna fucking stop you? No one. I think it's really important as well to prioritize your environment. You know, yeah. I think the reason why you used to cut people off. Yeah, the reason why I'm in the position I'm in is because I've I've changed my environment as and when I feel like it's been necessary. Because I obviously went from home to university then obviously went to live on my own in Worcester for a bit and then now I've come here and it's like, I feel like each of those times I've chased my new environment, it's brought an element of success and it's, it's obviously so difficult. It's, it's, it's your, your, your network is your network at the end of the day and I think you will be able to know, like if I go into a, 
a gym and I just don't feel good. I won't go back to that gym. And, I'm, and that's just me. Yeah. Like, I can sense if I'm appreciated and if, if, my, if my presence is valued. If it's not, then I'll go elsewhere. And that's as simple as that. And that's the same with business opportunities, sponsorships, offers, clients. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're not in a position and a space where you're being completely appreciated and valued for your full worth, then go elsewhere with no fear of doing so. And I, I've done this with friends, I've done this with relationships, I've done this with family members, and I couldn't give two shits to be quite honest with you because I wouldn't be in the position I am today if I wasn't so ruthless about yeah. cutting people out of my life. And when I, when I walked out of school, I remember walking out of school after the, the talk of the town for the four weeks. Guys, man, oh, I can't believe he walked out of six one thinks he's gonna get a job. He's got no no qualifications. What's he gonna be able to do? Listen, qualifications at the end of the day, sorry, mums and dads are watching this, don't mean shit. Yeah, if you are mums and dads are watching this, yeah, like, uh, no, no well if they are then I not my mum and dad. This is the harsh this the harsh truth at the end of the day because uh, something on a piece of paper yeah, qualifications doesn't, don't doesn't mean anything. If you're if you're willing to just be resilient you're going to end up where you want to be. But I think it's very, very important to understand, like I say, ask yourself those questions and get those answers of, are the people I'm around going to get me to where I want to be? Because the, the five people you spend the most time with in a revelation of who you're going to yeah, become. You spend, you spend time with five dossers that are sitting around just doing nothing with their lives. What do you expect you to become? You spend your life with five people who are driving around in fucking Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and they've got nice, nice houses, nice watches beautiful families and they brought up with, with money because they work hard, then what do you think that's going to inspire you to become? And I think your, your, who you're around is so important to who you become. Mm, 100%. Uh, for me, I think that's, that's really important. I think even if it's, it doesn't, I think a lot of people use that five people analogy, but it doesn't have to be five. Like, Give me a couple of people. Bro, I don't even have five friends. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, what I'm saying is I want to I pick apart that very quote and go, I don't want people to go away from this and go, right, let me find five people. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it needs to be the people that are going to drive you. Yeah. And it's the conversations that you're going to need to have to make sure that you're consistently being challenged in the right ways because challenge equals growth. You know, And if you're not in an environment where you're not being challenged in a constructive way, then you're never going to progress. Like the reason why bodybuilders become so successful is because every time they go into the gym, they're challenging their body, they're challenging their muscles again and again, every session, every week, every month, right? So it's the same with your mind. It's that the same with your mentality. It all comes down to mental strength. Yeah. And I think like people go in the gym and they just move weights and do the reps, mm. but they're scared to push their body on that point because their mind says they can't do it. But your mind is a scientifically proven fact, actually will tell you to stop when it's hit 40% of its resistance zone of what it's actually capable of. If you say, no, fuck you, I'm mental, mate. I'm gonna push past this point mm. and I'm, I'm gonna make sure that I become someone I've never become by doing things I've never done. If, whether that's lifting weights you've never lifted, running a distance you've never run, or dieting on calories you haven't dieted on, Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Whatever but that challenge is, whatever that challenge is you've got to put response. yourself in an uncomfortable position all the time to ensure you're progressing. Because the comfort zone is not the growth zone. No, it's, it's, a, it's a very dangerous position. The comfort zone is just... Uh, I get, do you know what? I get anxious. If I, if I feel like I'm not challenging myself, I'm like, I get a bit, I get a bit like... I get depressed if I'm not doing anything in my life. If I feel like I'm not 
doing what I should be doing, I get really down because that that little that little guy up here, little little business guy, mm. is going, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you yeah. sitting around? Why have you started smoking weed again? Why are you being lazy? And it's that's the honest truth, and I know that. And every time I've I've had periods of time where, for example, last year my nan died. First thing I've done was revert back to my old bad habits from when I was yeah. 17 years old. Oh, I can't, what the fucking hell, my nan's died. Oh, oh, how am I going to process this? And if you don't realise how you need to start learning that the game of life is simply how many solutions you can come up with for your problems in life, not how many ways can we master them, that's when you'll start progressing. Because a good person can identify problems and give, give a solution so they can progress past that point. Yeah. A weak person, Will master that. And I've, I've been a weak person, I've been a strong person. I'd say what I feel good about every time is pushing through that. 100%. It makes you feel, it gives you a, set, a sense of achievement. And it might feel shit in the moment because you're having to do something you really don't want to do, but you'll thank yourself for it. 100%. I think that's a very, very, very lovely way to end the podcast. I think it's been lovely. Always, always make sure that you're challenging yourself, guys, and make sure as well that you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Like, one thing I obviously always ask everyone. Like what one piece of advice would you give yourself if you had a conversation with your younger self from five years ago? Just one. Difficult question, but I ask everyone. Stop caring what other people think and stop thinking that other people care. That's a very good one because people don't give a shit. No one gives a fuck. One push comes to show. At the end of the day, right? Everything in life is the way that you perceive it in your own mind, and the way that everyone perceives everything. It's completely different because everyone's brain works different. And overthinking and the fear of, oh, what if it doesn't, what if it doesn't work? What's the worst is the happen? biggest killer of dreams in the world. What if it does? Yeah, what's the worst thing? What if it does? So I think leave them with that and fucking go after it. Because I, I, see think, it. I think there's going to be a few hungry individuals getting, yeah, down, listen, getting, down, the gym, getting down the gym tonight. I'll tell you that, 100%. Yeah. Well, this has been episode four of the Stephen Physique podcast. It's been a pleasure. Uh, obviously, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you very much for watching.